Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Future Tech Podcast. It's me, Charlie Sell, the board director of Major Group, where I get a chance to speak to thought leaders, technology leaders, authors um, about both their career story within technology and their passion for STEM. I am really, really pleased to have Anne Curry with me today. Anne is a tech veteran of over 30 years within technology and has done a variety of different roles from, from being an original coder through to leading teams in, in multiple different um, industries, lingerie being one of them, but more recently is, a, is an author and is currently writing the O'Reilly book. Um, which is about how to be green in the software industry. And, and anyone who knows Anne, and if you look her up, you'll see just how passionate she is about that ability for tech for good and being green and within the industry. So it's, it's really, really quite fascinating stuff. So Anne, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. It's delightful to be here. Fantastic. And let's jump straight in and yeah, just tell us a bit about your story. How did you get into technology? Uh, well, uh, back 30 years ago in the in the, <laughs> the early 90s, the late 80s, I was um, well, I was very spotty. So I was very uh, I was really into maths and physics. And, and, and nowadays I'm a writer and I, I and I write a lot of fiction as well as, as nonfiction. But back then I was very spotty. So it it was an obvious, an obvious first step for me. I did a physics degree, and uh, in the early nineties, I was at uh, CERN. So you might hear a lot on the news now about the Large Hadron Collider. Well, I was an intern at at CERN in, in Switzerland, about um, on the precursor to the Large Hadron Collider, the Large Electron Positron Collider, and I was there, and I realised that. Back then, there wasn't that much. It, computing wasn't such a big thing. You know, it was kind of, it was, the internet was invented at CERN only a, about a year or two before I was there. So there was nothing. There was, you know, we were just going, yeah, what's going to happen with physics next? And it became utterly clear to me that everything was going to be about computers moving forward. And that if I stayed in physics and I didn't focus on computers, then I would be... I, I would be a fool. Um, and so I ended up moving more towards computing. And I thought I would take a little time out of physics to uh, to go and actually learn how to program for a, for a proper company. So I did that in the UK uh, and always intending to go back. But then, of course, I, I was paid money and it's, it's a nice job. With it. It's just quite interesting and it's well paid. And of course, I never went back to physics. And I'm quite glad I didn't in the end, because all of the exciting stuff in the past 30 years has happened in computing, not in theoretical physics, which is where I was. So um, so it was it was a, 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 an interesting decision at the, the time to make me a better physicist. But I never went back and became that physicist. So there we go. Well, and that's that is such a fascinating um, point in regards to how um, you know you are at the moment. The the trend is within when when young people are studying STEM at school. The is such an equal balance at school between you know male and female, but also diversity of social economic backgrounds. Yet there's this huge shift when it comes to getting their first jobs, where 90% of a diverse, you know, diverse students end up going down the, the research or theoretical or becoming a doctor or physicist. And the, the actual flow of people going into technology 
is incredibly small. So for you being a, a pioneer of taking that step into technology is a great is a great example to people that that it is open, isn't it? Technology is a career for everybody. Oh, absolutely. And and to be perfectly honest, you really you really learn how to program in in industry programming. You know, the secret of writing code is writing code. It's it, which is actually very similar to the secret of writing is to write. The secret of painting is to paint because I also paint. The um the you have to do it. And if you if you take a bit of a time out in industry and you learn how to program in industry and you really it's actually to be perfectly honest, it's not quite the same as it was thirty years ago because these days you don't write so much code in industries you used to is a lot of it is just plugging things together because there's a lot of open source and there's a lot more shared code than there was 30 years ago. So there was no, no, nobody had even heard of it. Um, literally open source didn't exist and there wasn't really any shared code. Everything you wrote, you pretty much wrote from scratch yourself, which meant you wrote a lot of code. Uh, it's a slightly different world now. It's more about plugging things together, but still you learn skills in, t- in, in actually in industry that's that you just don't learn otherwise so uh, it's 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 very good even if you just do it for two for a couple of years it's a really good um, thing to do great foundations yeah i couldn't agree with you more and so talking about your passion for then green and and helping companies become green talk me a bit more you know what what does that mean and and what what is your purpose within that area well so my ultimate purpose is is something i started about doing about nearly nearly 10 years about five or six seven eight years ago now was starting to look at well how does the tech industry fit in with um society in general because we we could be a little insular um, think about just get our heads down and, and type into into um, into our computers. And I was asked by uh, the Register, which is a, a big um, newspaper for the tech industry, to to write a little bit for them about why there aren't more women in. And I did quite, did quite a lot of research about why there weren't more more women. And and a lot of mine are not just women, but just oddly enough, there was just kind of a. a a subsection of men who tended to be in it, not 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 everybody, even though it was a really good job and it was nice, and it was fun, it was very flexible and very time flexible. Um, and so should work very well for women, especially and and um, people with all kinds of needs. And they weren't they weren't there. And I did a load of research, and it turns out that there'd been a, a heck of a lot of research into this, and the winning answer seemed to be that the tech industry did not appeal to people who wanted a job that had a social dimension that was good for society in general, which I thought was crazy because this tech industry really is underpinning society these days. There's there's so much good we do, but it was not perceived as being that. So people who were interested in that kind of thing were all going into medicine, which is also very good, obviously, uh, or teaching, also very good. But, uh, uh, you know, and they are good for society, but technology is really important and good for society as well. And we were not getting the people who were necessarily interested in making that case and, and, make, and pushing us harder than we, we would otherwise be, be pushing. So, so I started to get involved in, I, I do a lot of speaking at conferences and organising conferences and organising tech conferences and writing books and writing uh, all kinds of things. And I just started making a lot more noise about that because is that we do a lot. There's no reason why people should. In fact, quite quite the reverse. 
we do we do loads, but we could do more. And one of the things that I realized is we could be doing more. So on the um, on the sustainability front, we were slightly resting on our laurels. You know, we we but we you know because obviously there's there's no obvious big trucks driving around in the tech industry or you know people you know there's there's not some, we don't burn fossil fuels directly, but the same as most industries, we are a large, most major industries are a large part of the climate problem. Because even if you're only 1%, which we, we and we may well be more than that, we're, we're actually on a par with the, with the uh, aviation industry because we're a very big industry. Um, there's a, we all need to play our part. We've all got to do these things and we all need to think about it and talk about it and act on it. And not only will that be good for the world, it'll be good for the tech industry. We'll enjoy our jobs better because we'll be thinking about our societal impacts and we'll get more, more um, young folk joining us who want to have a societal impact. We just, we just need to make a lot more noise. So that was how I got started yeah. on all of this. Uh, and you know, to see your passion for the subject, it's it's refreshing and it's lovely because it's you know it's so clearly an authentic purpose that you have. And I guess it's it's really interesting because I you know being in the industry myself for sort of twenty plus years and seeing the growth of, it's weird how people don't realise actually that tech there is tech for good in the world and and that's not just about trying to solve you know very complicated problems with climate change and 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 with the world of ai and 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 quantum computing the the advancements we can do but i think there's also that unknown that everyone can have an impact in helping the climate or or within tech if we're conscious about storage cloud storage the the size of these 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 server farms in 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 the states because you know little things like not deleting emails and saving or, or pictures. Every single picture we, we save well, on, a, on a phone. Although that isn't awesome. really a low-hanging fruit. <laughs> is it no, not? In many ways, deleting things is the wrong thing to do because um, the, 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 the folk who, who store the data, well, don't store data. If you're a big company, don't store data that you don't need to, to do. And don't have it in, in, fast, in accessible locations because actually there's a big difference between where the data is readily accessible or uh, just long-term storage and nobody looks at it. If, if it's just stuck on a tape somewhere and nobody ever draws and it looks at it or does anything with it, then really it's, it's hardly any power re- required to save it. Uh, but oddly enough, when you delete it, you access it. So, <laughs> so in some ways, you actually, you, you almost certainly cause more damage by deleting things than you did by, but the best thing is to not save things. And for individuals, this is not an individual move. This is a company's need to be thinking about what are their long-term storage, don't have databases. Databases, as the data in databases is much more of an issue than data in flat storage because that can be just stuck on tape and go away and, you know, fundamentally it's never accessed again. It's it's quite minimal. It would be ideal if it wasn't there, but it's quite minimal. But stuff in databases is actively... um, in in memory and in com- in computing in on on servers all the time and that's what you want to be targeting and that's not for individuals so i would say for, for individuals your best option is to choose suppliers who are doing this kind of thing so uh, i i i amazon google and aws um sorry aws google and uh, azure are all doing well now 
they're all about on a par. But that only really happened, I suspect, because we started to make a big noise about it. You have to be willing to make a noise and, you know, not negative noise necessarily, but noise. Uh, show that you care. Display your passion if you want things to happen, because it does make things happen. Yeah, yeah. And so as a young person and, and you know, and this is a really, really resonant um, podcast because the, the evolving desires of young people now, you know, 30 years ago or 20 years ago, we could stereotype that most people when they're looking at their first job really just cared about what's your tech stack, what's the basic salary and, and are you based commutable from yeah. the generation of today? care about a lot more things you know so sustainability is a huge part of what they care about dni culture um uh work-life balance you know there's 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 a lot more factors um so for any companies listening or or, or, or recruiters or for any young person who's who's quite passionate about wanting to know more what what can an individual do to help with sustainability or or, or be a positive good in in technology well uh get active and uh get reading so uh there's more stuff coming out you can read my new o'reilly book uh or when it comes actually it's actually being published as it goes along the uh building green software and that is a collaboration between me an old person in tech and two young people in tech uh because this is something that we all have to work on together it's something that if you're young, you don't really have enough capital to, to make a real difference on your own. You need, to, you need to team up with some people who are who you need to convince, you need to persuade, you need to. And the, and the best way of persuading is to say something and to show that you care. When you are doing interview, almost as a young person, the best thing you can do, the most positive thing you can do for the tech industry is when you go for a, a job interview, you say, do you know, I really care about um, sustainability in the tech industry. What are you doing? That show that you care and that this is something, because it, it's amazing how few people need to raise something for it to suddenly become, oh my God, everyone's raising this. Probably two or three people out of a hundred need to raise it. If nobody else raises anything at all or, or only raises quite boring things, because HR people particularly like like it when you raise something like this they'll remember it and um and they'll go oh do you know loads of it. everyone was raising the the, the green thing uh, and asking questions about it and saying what are we doing and you know how are we involved and what are our plans and um so so if you as a person who's going out even maybe maybe just maybe you're not even applying for a job yet maybe you're at school and you're looking at doing your um uh, your your work experience, you can you can say, do you know what I'm really interested in is how the tech industry is going to help with the energy transition, and we really can actually we already have helped massively with the energy transition, and we will continue to do so because we are such big consumers of power. Um, ask, keep asking the questions, display that you care, and that will push things forward. Because humans are quite, we, we are sociable. We are, we are pro the group. And if you show that the group wants it, the group will get it. But if you don't say anything, you don't get 
Yeah, and that's what a lovely, you know, that, that leads so nicely into, and, and time flies when I do these podcasts with such interesting, passionate people, because, you know, it, it leads so nicely into now the part of asking, you know, getting your thoughts on career advice um, for young people. And that first point of ask the questions, ask, ask, and ask intelligent and different questions at interview and, and sustainability is such an obvious one to be able to really if you are genuine and passionate about sustainability a company will be impressed they want they'll want to know that you care about things beyond paychecks and 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 start dates so alongside that have you got one or two other bits of advice that you would give a young person when they're trying to get their foot in the door yeah i mean i i have interviewed so many people over the years i used to just interview person after person after person and I will, I will tell you my secret, my interviewing secret. This is the, the question that I used to ask every person who was in front of me. And it was, to my mind, the most important question I asked. It wasn't about their, their what marks they got or, um, or uh, you know, wh- whether, what, what they wanted to be, who they wanted to be in five years or anything like that. It was, tell me about something that you've done that you really enjoyed and um, especially at work, anything related to what you're doing, related to this business, anything that you've done that you really enjoyed. And you'd be amazed how many people would go, oh, I can't think of anything. And you think, well, that's not a good sign. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. My gosh. The, um, the, I'm, I'm always, always looking for people with a great positive attitude because attitude is everything. And if you don't, if you're in a to be honest if you're in a job and you can't think of anything you've enjoyed you really need to move to a different job because your life is short don't spend it doing something where there's nothing you're enjoying um so you need to have an answer to that question have a genuine answer to that question but also use it for a bit of soul searching if you're not enjoying it maybe you should be thinking about other things that you've done that you've enjoyed now I, I wouldn't say quit your job and, be, and and go for your hobby because your hobby is not the same as your job. Uh, because I, you know, I've got loads of hobbies and sometimes I get paid for them and then they just become a job. The, um, <laughs> which has a kind of like, A, you're usually paid a lot less than you were in the tech industry, which is quite highly paid. So if you're, you know, things that are jobs are jobs, but you have to enjoy the the it's almost like the people you're working with the projects that you're working on the goals that you're doing you know what what motivates you are you motivated by helping people are you motivated in which case are you enjoying the people that you're helping are you enjoying helping the people that are around you are you enjoy, uh, motivated by goals well are you getting good goals are they um are they the goals that that actually you believe in and and you want to deliver on and you can deliver on or is the whole thing just a, a total mess and you can't deliver and therefore it's totally frustrating are you motivated by new doing new things well is does this sector give you new things to do or are you motivated by uh, following rules and doing the right thing well is this is does this job allow you to do to do that know thyself is the is the prime thing what motivates you um and then look for you, and then think about the job, the, the work that you do, the kind of stuff you're doing, your degree. Are you enjoying that? Is it aligned with what motivates you? 
and it's nothing it's not right or wrong it's all about you it's all about what is right for you and you know what what a wonderful way to to sort of wrap up this podcast with such such poignant advice because I, I couldn't agree with you more you know life is short and even as a young person looking to get into career and um try and follow that passion I, I couldn't you know and and try different things isn't it you know you maybe you don't know what your calling is yet but have the have the 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 confidence to try something and 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 give it a good go commit obviously to to get it but in the same breath if you're not getting that that question what do you enjoy out of your you know what was the last thing you enjoyed out of your role that positive attitude is is so so important i couldn't agree more. but but this is not advice to quit your job and do your hobby or your side hustle no. because that can be because that's a just that just quickly becomes a job too it's more yeah. about the mechanics of of the work you're doing than the than the kind of surface yeah yeah well, Anne, thank you so, so much. That that has been such an interesting um, episode. And, and as I said, to have an author on the show and, and someone who quite clearly has, has an absolute genuine passion for, for green tech and, and, and doing good within the technology industry, it's... Uh, um, it's really quite special, and I'm, I'm especially looking forward to hearing your talk at CCon that's coming up. I think that's that's how we originally met. Um, and uh, and so for me, I just want to say a massive thank you. Thank you for being on the show. Well, thank you. I've really enjoyed it. It's been really nice to talk about this because it isn't what I normally talk about. So I've really enjoyed it. Oh, fantastic. And to our listeners, that is another episode of our Future Tech podcast. Um, as mentioned at the beginning, it's shared with the STEM Ambassador Association and on our website, majorgroup.com forward slash podcast. So thank you for everyone who's listening or watching the, the podcast. Um, and this is another episode. Thank you.